And now, a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. I don't even know where to begin, screeners. I don't even know where to begin this week on a brand new episode of Script to Screen News Hour. As always, I'm your host, Al Mahana. So much has happened this week in terms of announcements. From the expansion of the MCU television universe to the world of Westeros, pre the Game of Thrones era starting to take shape. To the worlds of DC seemingly learning from previous mistakes. To a long-awaited third chapter of a beloved film series. To an unexpected sequel to a beloved film. And John Williams finally heading back to California to recover from his recent hospitalization. All this and more on today's brand new episode of Script to Screen News Hour, and I surely could not discuss all this without the solo to my Chewbacca, Hod Solo. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Well, that's Fat Albert, right? Yeah, Fat yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How's it going, man? Ah, it's it's great. It's great. It's good, There's eh? so much to talk about today. A lot, a lot. A very special, unique episode awaits our screeners today, yeah. considering we have two movies of the week, not one. But two. Absolutely. So we uh, shuffled around. Yeah, uh, we had to shuffle around our segments. We had to give a, a, a seg, yeah, you know, like uh, I would say uh, 80% of each segment for, for the, the film, yep. for the movie of the week, and then a little bit of news uh, on Absolutely. the side. Um, you know, our, our top box office again, our box office numbers, yep. uh, our script to screen recommendations. Uh, so much. So much to discuss. So much to discuss. So much. So little time. So little time indeed. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, as I previously mentioned, the MCU uh, uh, television universe is expanding. Yep. Um, Disney's already starting to roll out their plans for uh, Disney Play and whatever's going to be streaming on there. Absolutely. With the most recent, uh, 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 you know, announcements mm-hmm. being a Loki and Scarlet Witch series, yep. a Bucky and uh, a Falcon series, to which you and I slightly disagree on. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, a tiny, a tiny wee, a little bit. Um. So, what do you think? You you think you really think that Feige is is making a mistake here? Uh, look, I'm I'm just worried that they're gonna do what DC is doing, creating shows with alternative characters and actors, and just, okay. just it's already complicated to follow what's happening. In the whole MCU, 22 movies later. Right. I, I, I don't know what the formula is, how he's going to change things, but I have no idea. But introducing TV elements, which could be linked uh, directly to the... So, so let, let me break it down to you. For, for example, wicca, a, wicca. Agents, wicca, wicca, agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Is not very directly involved. No, it's not. I mean, it's Coulson and he's no longer in the movies and so on. So he's right. doing his thing. Uh, Daredevil and company and, and those guys doing their own thing. Uh-huh. But since they're using characters we already know and love from the big screen. Right. First, I hope they cast the same actors. Well, uh, I mean, uh, they, they yeah, should. Okay. So okay. If they get someone else, then it's going to start being confusing. Okay. And uh, th- this is my this is my worry. Now it's a limited series, so uh, from what I read, so right. I don't think you're going to have like no, seven no, no. seasons. I, 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 yeah. 
I mean, I, I yeah. think it's going to be like shorter episodes. I think it's going to be like a shorter episode yeah. uh, order. I mean, like maybe five or six mm-hmm. episodes, um, maybe in a time in, in a time frame that is either, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, at some point within the already established 22, uh, um, films. 22 films. So it's either going to be a parallel storyline that was happening, let's say, during the events of or before the events mm-hmm. of or whatever, mm-hmm. or it's going to be post-Infinity War to where it's kind of leading us into the new phase. Yeah, I, I assume it should be post because pre, I don't see where they... In winter, uh, in sorry, yeah, where Civil they would could War. collaborate, yeah, yeah, where they could collaborate because they were on opposite yeah. ends. So, I mean, I'm excited. Honestly, I'm excited for yeah. this. I I have hope in Feige. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that he's going to do something that's going to disappoint his fans at this point. Yeah, um, they're going to play it very smartly, I think. But it it, it is. I, I understand your yeah. concerns and where you are coming from. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand your your concerns and where you are coming from. Uh, really quick, just to, just to kind of cap things off, because two major storylines, mm-hmm. uh, headlines, kind of reached us yesterday, yeah. and we had to kind of like find a way to fit them in, so this would be the perfect yeah. uh, place to fit them in before we move on with our episode. Um, Ridley Scott is coming back to us with Gladiator 2. Yeah, I just don't know. No, I don't understand. Um, just, apparently, this is going to be following the nephew of uh, um, Russell Crowe's character. Yeah. Um, so years later, obviously, do we need this? No, I, I, I honestly think we do not need. Like, a I almost to feel that. like if he had just not announced that it's a sequel to Gladiator and just released the film and then we could have discovered, oh wait, this is kind of like, this could have been a little better, I think. Because now it's already stigmatized with the whole, oh, it's a sequel. You know, like it's getting already that like confusing thing. And I thought, I thought Gladiator was a, was a, you know, uh, one and done kind of a Yeah, kind of and it a was deal. very good and it finished at the right point. Do we need a continuation of, of a nephew that we could care less about? No, no. And just be original. Just yeah. Stop banking on old movies. I don't, yeah, I, I, I couldn't know it's what It's Ridley Scott. He's a smart guy. He has a lot of ideas, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, speaking of, uh, uh, you know, it's funny because we're, 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 our reaction to Gladiator 2 is kind of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then our reaction to the other story. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's, like, it's like it's finally happening. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence coming back to you for Bad Boys freaking 3. Yeah. It is so exciting. <laughs> no, that's really cool. That's... This is, I mean, finally, it's about freaking yeah. time. It's about time. But you know what? It's very smart because later this year, I think it's like spring of next year, they're releasing the spinoff TV series following Will Smith's sister. Was it Will Smith's sister or Martin Lawrence's sister? No, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence's sister. So I think it's just now with the release of this, all the hype came up and now they're kind of like, okay, fine, let's, let's give the fans what they want. Finally, a sequel that is requested from the fans. Yes. They're listening and this is proper sequel. And I, and I love how Will Smith posted about this. Like it's the the coolest, the cool, I was smiling. I was doing a little happy dance. You know, uh, uh, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's it's exciting. I can't wait for it. We don't know anything about who's directing or anything. No, no. Let's hope Michael Bay comes back. I really hope Michael Bay comes back. Yeah. uh, To finish off what he started. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. 
I'm happy to hear John Williams is recovering. Yes, yeah, it, it, it makes me feel yeah. very calm and, and happy on yeah. the inside. Let's hope that the um, that the recovery goes well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it scares me every time something happens to him because I really don't want to lose him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I understand. And his and his genius uh, compositions and musical pieces. Yep, Here I'm we go. so excited. Okay, so so <laughs> this barely, ra- rarely, not barely, but this rarely happens that we uh, uh, end up getting two movies of the week. Yeah, not just one, but two. And I almost feel like this is going to be a regular occurrence from now until the end of the year because, yeah, because all these big films are starting to come in. It's kind of like it's the the, the holiday season. Um, this is like the time when you get that fall box office, the winter fall Completely. box office. Yeah. And it's, it's very exciting. I mean, you, you've got Fantastic Beasts 2 coming out soon. Aquaman, Mary Poppins returns. It's going to be crowded. There's going to be a lot of stuff. And as long as there are movies to talk about, we'll yeah. work on this formula. We don't have a problem exactly, with that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I, I, really, I really like our analysis uh, segments of the show. They're getting yeah. great feedback from people who are watching uh, or listening, you yeah. know. Um, so, okay. So, here we go. Uh, without further ado, let's start with the first film of the week, which was Walt Disney World's The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. She's gathering her forces. You're the only one who can stop her. I've been expecting you. (laughs) It's time. All righty. Here we go. Here Here we go. go. I'm really liking those 30-second little... Trailer thingies, yeah, they're like, nice. They're they're getting us really pumped for the movie. They're, you know, they're like, putting us. They're setting the mood. Right, setting the mood, setting the mood, setting the mood. Okay, right, I don't know right, why right. I had to say that three times. Cool, cool, but cool, 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 Um, okay, where do we begin with this movie? <laughs> where do we begin? Um, go ahead, you, you you start. Okay, so so for me, for me, when I when I look at um. The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. The first thing that stands out to me is the horrible marketing or the lack of mar- uh, marketing that Disney did for the film. And yeah. it almost, you know, knowing the film industry the way I do, um, it almost definitely seems like this was the film that Disney wanted to kind of put off to the side mm-hmm. because they really did not believe in it. Yeah. Like they, I mean, you, you barely saw any ads for it. You barely saw any commercials. It was just very dulled down as far mm-hmm. as the marketing goes. And it reminds me of kind of what happened with John Carter back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, John the Carter Martian. from Mars. Yeah, yeah. John, John Carter from Mars. It reminds me of that similar kind of tactic where they really did not believe in the film. But also, almost like solo... Uh, yeah, well, John Carter is good. Yes. This one is not. Yeah. Um, Solo also had weird marketing and didn't have the proper marketing. Um, So for me, this was one of the big things that kind of um, caught my eye and like, okay, so I am going to be going in and watching a film that Disney does not even Mm -hmm. 100% believe in. And it was very much made clear Mm -hmm. once we saw the film. Because for me, the problem with the film lies solely in the screenplay. Mm -hmm. And more specifically... In the character of Clara, 
mm-hmm. um, the protagonist of the film. Yeah. Um, because um, Clara is another in a long line of female protagonists that that seem to be good at everything from the moment the film begins. So, and the and the problem with this is that though on the surface this seems like an okay thing, um, it's a big negative because what happens is is that uh, um, you you end up watching a character that succeeds at every turn and is never quite challenged mm. anywhere. Um, and this becomes slightly a disservice mm-hmm. to the character, regardless of gender, regardless of race, regardless, you know, don't be attacking me because, oh, Clara's a female character and you don't, no, mm-hmm. no, no. That has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with the fact that she is female. Yep. It has to do with the fact that she was smart and good at everything from the beginning. Mm-hmm. There was no challenge for her. I did not engage with her. Mm-hmm. I was never worried that she might fail or she might, uh, 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 you know, whatever. It, it just, it felt very bland yeah. for me. And what's sad is that although the classic Disney princesses are very much critiqued in 2018, they're very much attacked for existing, basically, and mocked. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, hey, don't make fun of that. <laughs> at least the Disney princesses tried. At yeah. least they were challenged. You had to cheer for Mulan. You worried if Mulan was going to actually defeat the Huns or not. You worried uh, uh, about whether or not you know uh, um, uh, Ariel or Ariel would would uh, you know would be able to defeat Ursula and 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 be with the man that she loved. You worried yeah. about these characters. Uh, you worried uh, about uh, Pocahontas, whether or not she was going to be able to save her tribe or not, or what would happen if she stood against her father. Mm-hmm. There were challenges. Those characters were not perfect from the, from their conception. And for for people who want to continuously proclaim that we want to see strong female characters and blah blah blah, you surely are making two dimensional female characters under that banner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that those were my negatives. I have positives, but you can kind of talk now. Okay, okay. Here I go. Uh, I'm just gonna answer, uh, get back to you about the marketing thing. I think it's not easy to market such a film because forget that it's not a very good film. It's an okay film. I found it to be okay, entertaining to an extent. And I'll talk about my analysis in a bit. Yeah, sure. But from a marketing perspective, do you not have a lot of ballet fans? The Nutcracker is based on mm-hmm. a ballet. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a massive population of ballet fans or the original film because there's a cartoon. It was an animated yeah, and that, a cartoon. And that version is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, so I don't... I, Going back to the script, I think they kind of messed up and didn't know what to do. And as you said, they didn't believe in the film. So why spend more money on it? Let's try to make some return uh, with this Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Now, my my, uh, problem with this film, uh, I agree with uh, Clara, what what you're saying. But I had another problem. When When I was a kid and I would watch these movies... Uh, they transported me somewhere magical. Mm-hmm. They had that mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. je ne sais quoi uh, factor and effect. And this movie doesn't have that. I mean, visually, it's very interesting. Right, uh, right. It, has a, it does have some positives, not to, to completely destroy the film. Right. But again, I'm not the target of this movie. So I try to disassociate yeah, yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine my younger self trying to watch this movie. Yeah, I was trying to imagine my niece trying yeah. to watch this movie. And and again, I don't see it having that, that 
that quality, that, that magic, thing, that, that magic, magic yes. that magic. Although, although it could have, it could have. And although, uh, uh, visually speaking, I thought the film was beautiful. Yes. Yes. Um, that opening long take gorgeous. Fantastic, yeah. I thought, whoa, I'm in for something special here. Like maybe mm -hmm. I'm misjudged from that opening, opening shot. And then I was let down. Yeah. Fantastic colors, nice costumes. Yeah. They're just like, they just, worked on that. Yeah. It was it was very very nice. Absolutely. And and what's but, funny is that the only thing that stayed with me in that film is that ten minute ballet sequence. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because that was the most visually entertaining. They're telling uh, the story, and within, the mythos yeah. was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know. Absolutely. Now there's I think one point where you and I also disagree. I enjoyed Care Knightley. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, you know, I, I liked because I'm, I'm used to see. Uh, I usually see Care Knightley in specific roles and. I thought she had fun with this. She was out of her comfort uh, zone. Uh, we can't go in depth and talk about her, I think, because... Yeah, that'll be a spoiler. Would, uh, it would, uh, yeah, harm uh, the movie. But but she seems to be having fun. She, she, she's doing something different, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I like when you see an actor that's not doing her typical uh, British uh, period piece. She just piece way too or, cartoony for me. Like, there were, yeah. there were no layers to her... Uh, that, I was, I was this close to actually spoiling it, but there were no layers <laughs> yeah. to whatever her character was. There were yeah. no layers to it, and and it, she became a a cutout of that particular character. That didn't um, really bother me because none of the characters are very. Oh, that's in, not true. I thought Mother Ginger was was uh, had had way more layers than than Kira Knightley no, did. He, I thought. Um, I um, thought she was underwritten too. She was. I mean, no, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that she was perfectly written. Okay. But, I just, that, but okay, she was better okay. written than Keira Knightley. Um, for me, the standout performance in the film, Martha, Matthew McFadden, who played the father. Oh, yeah. He's very... He, I mean, yeah. the most heartfelt, genuine expressions on his face. True. You true. believed that he was a father struggling. Yeah. Aside from that, everybody else was just mediocre. I like the mouse. Well, I mean... The mouse is cute. Come on, you like the mouse. Well done, animators. You, li <laughs> you like the mouse. Come I, on. I did, I did, cool. I, I did like mouse. I did like the mouse. I did like the mouse. That is, that is for sure. Um, but overall, I think this was a major, major, major missed opportunity from Disney. Just a huge missed opportunity. You know what I felt at one point? I felt it was Narnia, and I said this in my review, Narnia, Wizard of Oz, mixed together, but not with the required uh, outcome. But Absolutely it could have been. Not. But yeah, it could have been. been. Definitely could have been. Spe specifically at first when she goes into the snow, uh, that was very Narnia-ish. That, like, that was like literally, I, I feel like they almost used the same set. Yeah, probably. Like, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how, uh, I was half expecting there to be a lamp and yeah. for uh, um, uh, James, James McAvoy, McAvoy to just, just run in and be like, oh, sorry, wrong film, and then run out. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of like a family guy moment. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the film for me was, was, a, was a missed opportunity. It could have been so much better. It could have had that, that Disney pizzazz, and it, mm. and it didn't. And this, it's very sad. Yeah. I th again, I think moms and sons and daughters would kind of enjoy it on Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, watch it. It's, it's Maybe. A, it would be a pleasant family bonding experience, yeah. I guess. Maybe. And then, speaking of family bonding experience, thematically, the film had a beautiful theme, yeah. but it just didn't land yeah, because yeah. of the fact that it was horribly written prior, you know? Mm -hmm. It just did not land. Yeah. Like that moment where uh, um, Clara discovers what her, whatever her mother left her actually mm -hmm. meant, yeah. like that moment should have landed with and a big punch. It was and flat. It, it just 
It was flatlining. Yeah. yeah, it was absolutely flatlining. Okay, so um, what was your what was your grade for for this on your uh, review? I, I gave it a six out of ten. You gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, I gave it a four. Yeah. I was a little harsher. I think I'm still the harshest one out you, of everybody. Yeah. Well, if you take your average and my average, it's a five out of 10. So yeah, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> I, I think we made up for it with what you thought of the next film and what I thought of the next yeah. film. We make up for it. Um, but since we are talking about fantasy and all that stuff, let's shift over to our first uh, topic. mini, mini topic of the week, which is that the Game of Thrones prequel has begun its casting. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. I was not expecting casting to even be considered at this point. Um, I'm I'm surprised that this it's already happening. I mean, if it's going to take them two years to make the thing, they're going to start from now and prepare. Yeah, and they I want just the buzz. it just threw me off. Yeah. yeah, it threw me off guard. Yeah. I was like Naomi, you know, speaking. Yeah, Naomi so that's Watts. that's who the the first name. There was another actor, but he's lesser yeah. known um, than Naomi he's, Watts. He's the lead or something. He's one of the yeah. He's one of the leads. But like Naomi Watts has been cast in. The Game of Thrones prequel. This is King Kong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I like this. Yeah. I like that it's a uh, straight out of the gate. It's like a big Hollywood name. Like it's it's uh, a female actress who um, uh, is, is good, who talented. has a big big uh, uh, archive of work. She's good very portfolio. seasoned. Yeah. Um, I, I am getting a little Cersei vibes from this. Like okay. uh, she could possibly play an, uh, a not so nice character. I would love to see her as a villainous character and not someone who is a um, a hero at yeah. this point. Because uh, I don't think I've ever seen Naomi Watts play someone bad, bad per se. Mm, She's always been think, yeah. kind of like the good uh, character. So I would mm. love to see her have, you know, the 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 Cersei the evil, sass. Yeah. You know, like. Um, I love this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I'm pretty excited about this. I'm, I, I, I want to see what comes next. What are the yeah, actors sure. are going to join? Uh, how they're going to build this whole new existing world? But in the past, so for so sure, very this is it's like a, it's it's interesting because this is a period piece from a period piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a we're getting kind of the the. Before the Game of Thrones uh, uh, era game. occurred, yeah. you know, like before the game of, uh, you know, the um, the war. What is it? The War of the Thrones? Yeah. Is that what it's the called? Iron th yeah, the war. I oh, think. the War of Kings or something like that. I forget. I for it's been so long yeah. since those words were even uttered in the show. Mm. It's like it's a completely different series from season one. I mean, post yeah. season four. It's like a completely different show. Um, I think it was like the War of Kings. I think that's what it was um, oh, because it was like all the different kings kind of fighting each other mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. It'll be interesting to see the events that kind of led to this. Um, Absolutely, yes. Um, and this show could last longer than the eight seasons of, of Game of Thrones. I, I hope not. I just want things to... I'm tired. Of longer <laughs> Alan, shows? I'm tired of shows. <laughs> I want to watch things. I don't want to like juggle between shows and I'll watch this and no, I won't watch this now and then... Well, I mean, just think about it. Yeah. This is a thousand... It's, it's, a, yeah. it's rumored to be a thousand years I before know, Game of Thrones. So I highly doubt they're going to be able to jump around a thousand years in four seasons. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's gonna at least take another eight. Yeah, probably. Or ten. I mean, depending on the success of the if show. If every too. season is ten years, then it's no, that's a hundred. That's not even close. So, like, by the if there are four shows in ten seasons each show, and that's a lot of math. Okay, and on that note, like in twenty years, we'll finish everything to do with Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever be done. I think we're stuck <laughs> because Hollywood wants to make money. Um, wants us to suffer. 
<laughs> Hollywood, damn you. You either play the game of shows or you die. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. All right, all right, all right. Movie number two. Movie number two of the week uh, is none other than Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, the film based on, uh, I guess, Queen, uh, Queen and Quetty uh, Quetty for Mercury. Quetty Furkery. Um, Queen and Freddie Mercury. What on earth just happened? I'm going to like dress up for, for this. I, I am so sorry, Freddie. I'm so sorry. Freddy. But here we go. YouTube. <laughs> here we go. Bohemian Rhapsody. You need to slow down, Fred. I just need a bit of time. What if I don't have time? We're all legends. All righty. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so before we start, before we start, yeah. I just have a little venting that I need to do. Go ahead. Okay. Vent. I need I need to do this. He always needs to vent, guys. I, I do, I do. <laughs> I always have to be so politically incorrect and so aggressive towards everybody. But it is what it is. You're stuck with me on this show, so Okay, see ya. Bye. <laughs> All right. So I, I need to I need to make something clear. I um I went into this movie expecting to watch a disaster. Mm-hmm. Because I had heard from many different people and I'd read and, and all these different headlines that this movie was disappointing. It had a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was nervous as all hell, right? Going in to watch this. Mm-hmm. And I was really looking forward to it. And I watch it. And I walk out feeling extremely satisfied. So I went back and I reread a lot of those criticisms. I listened to a lot of those reviews online and and the more complaining I heard about this movie, the more I slowly realized that critics wanted to pigeonhole some critics. I'm not saying all of them, mm-hmm. but some critics, and specifically some, some people who criticize this movie, wanted to pigeonhole Freddie Mercury's legacy into simply who he was sexually and the fact that he was HIV positive, okay? And this not only limits who Freddie Mercury was, this is not only a disservice to who Freddie Mercury was, um, but it's, it's, it's literally an incessant need to push forward an identity politic agenda that is destroying cinema at all costs. Artists like Freddie Mercury were more than just one or two or three or four categories. If you've seen enough Freddie Mercury documentaries, if you've read some of the things that he has said, you would know this. He did not want to be defined by one thing or two thing or three thing. This is why the music of Queen is what it is, because they did not want to be defined as one particular thing. They used opera, they used orchestra, they, they, they redefined the genre. So he redefined who he was as a human being. It's sad that there are people who want to continue to pigeonhole characters, to pigeonhole uh, real people, into one thing or two thing, and it's starting to get on my nerves because it's so limiting. And as someone who is a a film lover and a storyteller, 
it scares me that these people's voices is getting heard and, and on many occasions it's being listened to. Freddie Mercury was more than this. He was way more than this. And none of your whiny complaining is ever going to touch a toenail on who Freddie Mercury was. And you will not be able to climb on top of his back to promote your agenda by complaining the way you are complaining. Um, you can now talk about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to completely agree or disagree with what you said. That's fine. Right? Yeah. Uh, you have every right to, to yeah. do neither. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell you what happened with me with this movie. So sure. I watched it on Monday. I was invited to a uh, benefit screening. Right. So, so yeah. And I left. I didn't like it. I, yeah, I, I remember. I, was, I remember getting those vibes from you. I was cranky, and I'm like, "Damn it! I have to watch it on Wednesday again." And I went. And on Wednesday, I was very pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. I actually had fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you it looked over good. to me, and yeah. you were like, "I actually kind of liked it." Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Now. I've read, I'm a big, big Freddie Mercury fan, Queen fan, specifically Freddie. I've read his biography. Mm -hmm. uh, I've read a lot about him. And there's a lot of things in the movies that, the, the film that they could have gone into deeper. Not just, not no, doesn't have to be age related, doesn't have to be uh, his sexuality related, no. But there are other parts of his life I felt that were missing from the movie. Okay. Uh, I felt that it was more how certain songs came to be. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, sub stories here and there. Okay. And what really bothered me uh, was that there is, a, I felt there was this checklist of things that they had to talk about in the movie that were forced, that okay. were not uh, organic to the script. So uh, in the book, Freddie had a very big issue with his teeth. Okay. Uh, so there's a place where, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, one of the band members makes not, he's like not with those teeth. Right. And right. that's it. And then they forget about it, but they could have talked about it, I think, differently. Uh, he had four extra teeth, and that's why uh, he Which never took them out. they in the movie. Yeah. But they mentioned, and I felt it came out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, I have four teeth. Okay. So they, they had these items that they just wanted to put as trivia info here and there that were not organic to me. They were, they were forced. Okay. That, that, so that, that bothered me. Those, those are my main negatives. Okay. I, I, I would have liked to see a more rock and roll version. Not too dark, not too, but just a bit. I found this to be a bit too neat. Even when you look at their costumes, at the, the way they're dressed, they're always perfectly ironed, very colorful, no dirt, nothing. Uh, it's very beautiful, but it's not as well, realistic. It's not like they were running around in the mud, though. No, but let's say when you see them in concerts. You, you see uh, Malik sweat a bit, but that's about it. But when you actually see footage from actual concerts, it was, I'm not going to say dirtier, but I, I, I don't know if the, the idea is clear, but yeah, it was no, more... It, it's clear, like yeah. used, I guess. You know, like yeah. there's wear and tear on the so, costumes so would, and all that stuff. So, yeah. But on the positives, performances are off the chart, uh, specifically Malik. Mm -hmm. he, to me, he is Freddie Mercury. I loved what he did. The bandmates are fantastic. They look so much mm -hmm. like the actual actors. Mm -hmm. uh, I really liked Mary. Uh, yeah. Mary Austin. Yeah. I, I think this is the first time I actually see this actress. Yeah. Lucy, Lucy Boynton. Yeah. I really liked her. I think this girl has a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. I want to see what she's going to do next. I enjoyed the, f the film. I had fun. I was singing. I was clapping. I'm, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie or anything. No. But I just had these issues with the film personally. 
Uh, I think the film could have been even much, much, much better than it actually is. Okay. Again, not to say that the movie is bad. Okay. Uh, yep, that's pretty much it. All right. So, so back to your positives and your, uh, your, your analysis. Well, well, here's the thing. Um, I guess it, you know, whether it be, whether it be your, your views or uh, the other critical views mm -hmm. that are very similar to yours, I'm not saying about the others, mm -hmm. the, the, the ones that I kind of gave a smackdown to earlier. Um, it all depends on what kind of film you were expecting to see. Yeah. Right? Um, and nowhere in the trailer or in the way that the film was marketed did I ever expect to see the, the you know, the trials and tribulations of Freddie Mercury. Mm -hmm. The trailer made it look like a celebration of Queen. It never gave off the vibe that this should have been a grungy, raw, gritty kind mm. of... Uh, Queen uh, uh, biopic. Yeah. Um, and when you listen to uh, 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 Roger Taylor and Brian May talking about, you know, um, the creation of the film and their involvement with the film, the constant thing that you keep hearing them say is that we wanted to honor not only just the legacy of the band, but the legacy of Freddie. Mm -hmm. And for me, the film honors that. You do see the struggles. You don't see, they, they're not force fed. They're not there, but they're there. Um, you know, I, I heard some people say there was no conflict in the movie and I extremely disagree with this. I disagree with it. There was conflict in the movie and the conflict was, was uh, um, very subtle and not in your face and it wasn't direct. So I didn't see Freddie Mercury doing crack. So I didn't see Freddie Mercury, uh, um, you know, uh, getting it on physically with someone else, uh, um, uh, you know, but I don't want to see that. Like, I, don't, I could care less. It was there. It was subtle. It was in between the lines. Uh, you know, seeing him laid out on the couch at one point when, when, when Mary comes over and he looks just broken. Is that not enough? Like, I don't know. Like, for me, I, again, I was going in there expecting a disaster. And I was completely on for the ride. Mm. The two hours and 15 minutes flew by. By the time the movie ended, I, I looked over at my sister. I was like, wait, it's over? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there was a lot of complaining about the script and the way that the script was written. And you said, like, it felt like a checklist, like force. I did not get that at all. Like, I did not get that at all. I was like, this is this is just taking us down. What is a very bumpy, roller coastery, um, uh, you know, ride mm -hmm. of, of their lives through the, the highs and the lows. And sure, maybe we did not see the lows as much as people wanted to see them. But we saw enough lows to understand the struggle. Like I, I could, you know, like I, I read somewhere that somebody wanted to actually see Freddie Mercury dealing with, you know, the fact that he had HIV and all that. I was like, did you, again, those three scenes where they're not, a, the, the, I mean, the moment he's walking out of that clinic and that patient looks over to him and he goes, Ew. I was almost in tears in that moment and it was enough. Like, I don't understand what more people wanted. Like, I, I honestly don't. And, and again, it goes back to what the screenwriters envisioned for this movie and what the filmmakers envisioned for this movie. Granted, the filmmakers, there was a big problem with the directors because it did cross over. It's one of those movies that crossed over from Brian Singer to... But you don't feel that. Uh, the other director. I didn't feel anything no, no, no. regarding that. 
Um, the performances, as you said, stellar. Yep. I mean, stellar. Uh, uh, you know, you and I were discussing um, back when we we watched A Star Is Born. We were mm -hmm. discussing like potential Oscar nominations and whatnot. Uh, I think it's a tough race between Rami and and Bradley Cooper. Yeah. To be very honest with you, it's a very tough race because I don't know which one I like more mm -hmm. because I loved both of their performances so much. Yeah. I mean. Literally, like every flick, every hip movement, every eye look, every, you know, sucking in of the mm -hmm. cheeks. Malik, I mean, like he literally, I mean, I felt like Freddie Mercury possessed his, yeah. you know, like uh, um, Rami Malik's. Th there's body. a story where, where uh, Freddie Mercury's sister actually went on set. Yeah. And she sees Malik and she's like, that's my Freddie. Yeah, that's my yeah yeah exactly. So, so exactly. She said and then that, there was uh, another there was another one where one of the one of the band members I don't remember if it was Roger Taylor or uh, Brian May but when they were on set and they saw Rami doing his his thing one of them had to leave because it got too emotional for them mm -hmm. because they literally saw Freddie in in what Rami Malek did. Yeah. Um, again, I don't. But, I absolutely. Way, do, loved do you remember the first the time movie. we watched the trailer together? What I told you or, or no? No, I don't. I didn't enjoy the trailer back then. Ah, okay. So you were, from the very so, beginning, you wanted a much darker... I, I, I would yeah. have preferred... Not a much darker, but a darker. Again, I, I don't I, know. I, for me, extremes, I'm against that. Yeah, 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 for sure. But maybe peel off a few more layers. Hmm. Okay. And I think it would have been more biopicy sure. than a kind of... Okay. Uh, th this movie honors him. Yeah. Yep. Maybe just to kind of see a bit... A bit more. I, I, I don't know sure. if that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's yeah. one of the few times that we have good, to... But it's good, but it's good. We to, have to not, I'm, you know, look, like we're not on the same page. Look, this this is what I love. When, yeah, absolutely. No, 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 when, I'm not complaining about this. No, yeah. but, but I want to make the, this clear to screeners. Sure. Uh, it's always good to have different opinions and talk about it. And, 100%. And, and I, I love your analysis and I love what you're saying. It's very interesting. I might not agree with it. Yeah, but, sure. But yeah, very cool. So it's, it's okay, guys, to disagree when people are on our, our feeds and like, no, you're wrong. It's No, let's talk about it. There's yeah. no wrong or right. Yeah. There's a difference of opinion. Exactly. I liked it for that reason. You liked it for that reason and so on. Right. So I think if there was one, if, if there is one criticism, and I did have that in my review, it is the fact that the Live Aid concert at the end is a little too long. Yeah. It, it, maybe they should have dedicated a little less time to that. I agree um, that. And then yeah, more yeah. time to other things. But at the same time, I understand the relevance of the Live Aid concert in, you know, in, in retrospect to who Queen was and that moment for them. Um, the other thing that bothered me about the Live Aid concert was the use of CGI. CGI I think yeah. it's very clear here that the audience is CGI and it's a it's little, bad. it pulls you out of the movie it's just a, a little dodgy. bit. Yeah, it pulls you out of the movie just a little bit. But you know what I would, would have liked to see at, at the end, actually? B parts of the actual Live Aid concert yeah, and this, then this him like and him, then the yeah, yeah, So yeah. maybe like to see, because... He uh, recreates the exact moves and it's the exact yeah, scene. Superb! It's, I saw I saw pieces of yeah. it later on on YouTube. Yeah, spot on, man. Spot even, on. Even the dance moves, he goes back and he has that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Rami Malek is slowly becoming one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's he's good. I also want to see what he. The, the cast was fun. Mike Myers was hilarious. Yeah, it's I such loved, a weird cameo. Though. I, I loved it. Such a weird cameo. Because he put the song Bohemian Rhapsody back. Uh, he, he he in his movie Wayne's World. It was just yeah yeah. yeah. It's just crazy.
Crazy little thing called love. Hey! Um, speaking of crazy things, real quick, we are switching over now to our second headline of the week, which is the fact that DC seems to be learning from their mistakes. Yep. Um, uh, the the much-awaited, uh, or is it awaited? I don't even know what people think about this movie, honestly. I am excited. For, for well, that's because you like Harley Quinn. Yes, because she was the, the only really good thing in Suicide Squad. Okay, very true. And Margot Robbie does a stellar job. There you go. Um, so Birds of Prey, uh, it was recently announced by Warner Brothers and the worlds of DC. Is it world or worlds of DC? I don't think they even know what it is. <sighs> Can we just stick to DCEU? Because that just sounds better. Um, Birds of Prey is going to be rated R. Yeah. Finally. And? And? Ewan McGregor is on board. The one and only Obi-Wan Kenobi yes. is going to be the villain yeah. of the story playing Black Mask. You know, I almost said blackface on my on my on my script and I was like no Alan lord almighty it's black mask, mask um yeah, the mask so um yeah, I mean, that's an awesome uh, yeah. uh, uh, casting addition to the film. I think it's their first uh, R-rated uh, material. It's about freaking time. Yeah. Look, you know what will make DC succeed? This. Rated R. Yes. Because as... as uh, um, um, amazing and adventure-filled and exciting Marvel is, it, there's no need for the yeah. rated R. Whereas things like DC... Like Batman, Superman... You know, like Man. Batman... I mean, look at... Just just look at Batman's villains, man. Yeah. You know, that Penguin or... What, what is that? That Pig Face or whatever his name is. It's like there's a pig and he's like... He skins people and Joker's psychoticness, sadisticism, and Penguin, and, and Scarecrow. And, and Scarecrow, like, could you imagine if these were actually rated R and they were allowed to reach their full potential? Lord love a duck. And not necessarily, no, 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 not necessarily rated R. It could be like Nolan's vision, which I think was uh, a more a grounded, bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit higher. It was yeah. dark. It was very dark. Yeah. So, so yeah, something like that. I'm, I'm excited. I love uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie. She did a very good job in Suicide Squad. So batsy, give her, batsy, batsy. <laughs> give her the right tools, and I think this movie could be very, very interesting. Well, and, I mean, I, and, and I hope they properly write the villain. Yeah. Because Enchantress yeah. in Suicide Squad was, was, was a catastrophe. That was a horrible choice. Yeah. Let's see what James Gunn does with uh, Suicide Squad too. Yep. Let's see. Let's see. Hello. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are now at the box office breakdown, the local Lebanese box office breakdown. Um, here we go. Yep. Top five, top five, top five. Um, in at number five is um, arguably still one of our favorite films of the year, which is A Star is Born. Um, this week it got uh, 4,960. This was only this, this, uh, this cinema week. Um, it's been in the cinemas for three weeks. Uh, its total run has been 22,140. Not as much as I would have liked for this movie, honestly. Look, I, I think it's it's good for Lebanon. Yeah. I mean... Yep, yep, yep. And, and I, uh, I'll explain why in a couple of places. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So go num ahead. Number four. Uh -huh. Number four, of course, is Halloween because dun, it was dun, Halloween. Dun, 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 so I think dun, dun. it'll do well also this week because oh, Halloween yeah. is midweek. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So people will watch it. So For sure. uh, 
during uh, the, its first week, it got 6,128 entries. That's already a good... Um, pretty good number. Pretty good number. Uh, number three, Johnny English strikes again with 6,391 in this week. Uh, it's been in, in the cinemas for six yeah. weeks already, and it's still going. Uh, the total run is 93,542. Yep. At, at number two, you have The Hunter Killer, the Gerard, Gerard Butler and Gary Oldman movie. Action B movies that Lebanese people yep. seem to adore. There we go. It's at uh, 9,685 entries for, for its first week. Wow. And, you know, so, so, so with movies like this and Johnny English, you know, people kick, are just kicking, going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the box office and people not watching quality movies kind of. Kind of makes me sad. Uh, yeah, you think? But I'm very happy about number one. Number one, still in its sixth week, uh, is none other than Nadine Labake's Kafar Naum, uh, with this week doing 11,747, and its total run so far at 142,740. That's such a fun number. Yeah. 142,742. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Six weeks. Six weeks. Uh, look, I'm super happy yeah. for for Nadine Labake. I really really am um it's awesome. I mean, she she may have a she she has a money maker. Actually, yeah. not may have a, but she has a, a money maker on her hands. Uh, this movie is still being watched and it's fantastic. Absolutely. And and I think uh, I'm very curious about next week actually with Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, with Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody Nutcracker. and Nutcracker coming in next week should be interesting and it's it's going to be very interesting the more we get closer yep. towards the end of the year it's going to really start reshaping um the box office i think um i, I honestly think kafanaum is is reaching the end of its the end of its for, stride for, yeah. um at six weeks here um but hey let's celebrate those six weeks i think it'll still be within the top five for the next four weeks yeah but um, the number one spot i think course. it's gonna start going gonna down lose, with yeah. uh, with bohemian rhapsody coming in i think bohemian rhapsody is going to compete really well in the lebanese box office I, yeah i honestly. see it number two probably prob probably yeah so here we go recommend. so script to screen recommendations uh, what do you recommend for us this week mr solo well it was an evidence only to uh, recommend a very classical uh, action movie with uh, two lovely uh, actors will smith and martin lawrence yeah i'm talking about bad boys the first one okay i, I like the second one but the, the first one because again it's kicked off with that with those two goofy characters okay uh michael bay to me at his best his his early Kind for of sure. work for sure. Uh, like I love Chicky Carrio as the bad guy in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Leah, I can't I forgot her name. Tioni, yeah, something Tioni. Yeah, she's uh, um, yeah, she's uh, she's in uh, Madam Secretary. Taya Leone. Taya Leone, exactly. Taya Leone, and it's fun and it's action and it's just one of those good. You don't have to think. You don't have to overanalyze, but it's entertaining enough, and it is smart enough to an extent. Yeah, and, and it's Bad Boys. See, I am a bigger fan of Bad Boys too. Actually. I know, I know. Yeah, I actually know I, that. I, I am a bigger fan of Bad Boys too. Not that I don't like the first yeah, one. Yeah, me too. But I'm, I love the yeah. complexities and then the, the 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 vision of the second one. I think Michael Bay does a fantastic job in directing the second one. Yeah, I'm actually going for a film that does require you to think Ooh, and be fully engaged in it. Um, it it it's from from 2015, and it's one of my uh, favorite films from 2015, uh, directed by, I, th I think it's also written and directed by Alex Garland. Uh, it's Ex Machina. Ooh, you know, uh, I have not seen it. Starring um, Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander. 
Uh, and uh, what's his face? Uh, General Hux, which is kind of funny because their yeah. roles are reversed in Ex Machina because it's Oscar Isaac playing the antagonist. And don't, no, uh, okay. don't spoil it. It's though. not. I'm not spoiling it. I mean, it's very clear that he's an antagonist from the trailer. Um, I don't even remember the trailer. So, but it's such a smartly written script. It's a, it's a beautifully acted movie, and it's actually um, um, the <laughs> my art of film class's homework for <laughs> for next week. So I felt it was a perfect kind of addition to to recommend it on the show. It's Why not? Homework very, for everyone. Yes. <laughs> it's a very smart film, a very subtle yet very powerful, and it's very minimalist in, in a way, but I absolutely love it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Here we are reaching the end of our episode this week. Uh, good week. Pretty good week. Pretty good week. I'm excited for what's to come. We've got a big lineup of guests prepared yep. for Surprises. the spotlight episodes. Um, news Hour gonna, is going to continue doing its thing. Uh, you can't go wrong with the News Hour because it's just reading up the news. It's news. Um, and movies and TV shows of the week. Um, but yeah, I am excited about those spotlight episodes. They're going to be a lot of a lot of fun. They're going to be yeah. Um, we're going to be we're, bringing on guests. I think we're, we're at this point where we want to switch over our guests to the spotlight episodes because it allows them to kind of get more time. I exactly. Think. Um, you know, so we are reshaping the show for what it will be in the new year and, and all of our plans for the new year. So I, I I'm super excited, super psyched to share that with all of you guys. Um, I'm going to thank all the people that are interacting with us on social media. Of course, You guys are growing in number, and we love it. Love, love. No, I can't. No. no? It's an ad, so I can't. Um, you are the champions of yeah. the show. Um, uh, for and we sure. will rock you. And we will continue to rock you. Okay. We're, we're getting very lame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I am very excited for what's to come. Um, you know, we are slowly getting into... Um, uh, you know, the holiday season, and that's always exciting for cinema. My birthday's in a couple of weeks, and I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a jam fest. Yeah, it will. Um, so on that note, if you want to follow us on social media, if you don't already follow us on social media, you can do so on Instagram at alamahana and had.solo. You can also listen to our podcast on all the available podcast platforms. We're not going to list them because that's just too much. Yep. But anywhere that you listen to the podcast, our podcast is available. You can also check out our website, www.scriptoscreenpod.com for all of our social media and Facebook yep. and all that stuff. And and YouTube. Check us. Yes, check, check out the episodes. Check out our YouTube. We need you subscribers. Those of you that are following us on our social media, on Instagram, jump on over to YouTube because yep. our show is, we need you. Yep. <laughs> um, so thank you for tuning in every week. Uh, any any last words? Any final thoughts about this week? Guys, go watch movies as usual. Uh, tell us what you think. Have conversations. Make drag people to movies you they wouldn't usually go watch, and, and it's fine. It's okay. And 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was giving you a little bit more time. Oh, okay, just I just queuing like, in the music. The music <laughs> no, but we, we sincerely love you and thank you for all the support to, to every single person from the distributors to the fans. Yeah, we can't absolutely. do this without you. Absolutely. So thank you. Have a great, great week and we'll see you Friday. And remember, if someone you love disagrees with you about a movie, don't go hating them. It's okay. Because uh, everybody needs somebody to love. Yeah. Hey. All right, guys, we're out. See you next week. Bye.